Firepower with Will Johnson. Only at Band.Video. And here we are again. Whistleblower, whistleblower. The left is fighting to keep the deep state whistleblower name from going out. They're trying to keep it private. And also, President Trump acknowledged the coup at one of his rallies. Welcome, everybody. This is FirepowerNews.com. Will Johnson, Tom Pepper. We have an exciting show for you tonight. President Trump is correct when he says the left will stick together, no matter what. If you notice, the left helped keep the Jeffrey Epstein story under wraps. They didn't want it to get out, so they did everything they can to help keep it under the wraps. Mainly, probably, because the Clintons were involved. Question mark. Had President Trump been in the same position as the Clintons, they would have released that information three years ago. They wouldn't have held it back. They would have tried to use it against President Trump to bring him down. But see, they failed then, and they're going to fail again. Now, the left, they are working overtime to keep the alleged whistleblower's name on the wraps. Why would they do such a thing? Ask yourself, why would they do such a thing? Why would the Democrats in the mainstream socialist media want to keep the whistleblower's name from going out? Trump Jr. was recently on The View. And while he was on The View, he they were butthurt because he talked about the whistleblower's name because he tweeted it. They were not upset because he because it was on the front page of Drudge Report. They were upset because Trump Jr. tweeted the name because they knew Trump Jr. tweeted the name that they would bring more attention. It would bring more awareness to exactly who this whistleblower is of this deep state. And that is the problem for them. That's the one thing that they don't want to get out. They know the name's going to get out, but they want to try to keep it under the wraps. So again, why is the left working so hard to keep the whistleblower's name out of the public square? Why are they doing that? Well, could it be that he, the alleged whistleblower, was in this cozy photo with Shucky, Ducky, Chucky Schumer? Oh, look at that. Oh, they're so cozy. Like buddies, like pals. Could it be that's the reason? Or could it be that they were in this photo with Elizabeth Warren. No, really? Oh, look at that. They're so nice. They look like a nice couple. The presidential candidate, Elizabeth Warren. Or could it be this photo with Hillary Rotten Clinton? Oh, they're so happy together. The deep state back together again. Can't believe this, right? Or could it be another cozy photo? with Nancy Pelosi. Now we know why Nancy Pelosi went ahead and came out with the whole impeachment inquiry. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. Are you connecting the dots? Are you finally connecting the dots? The swamp and the deep state are one and the same. They are one and the same. So I'm going to ask everyone to go over band that video Tom Pepper and I, we're going to deep into this. We're going to do a deep dive into this. We're going to get all into it. We're going to talk about 
what the left is doing, how they're trying to take over this country, and how they're fighting all of us. You got the production crew here. It's a beautiful thing. They're working hard to bring all of this information to you. We're going to bring it all to you today. So go to band.video and share the link. Band.video. Band.video. Okay? Right there. And then once you get there, you go to the top. You can click on live at the top right, or you can go to the hamburger stack there on the top left and scroll down and you see Firepower News. Once you go down there, you click on that and it will take you to the live feed, which you will see right now. We're going to have some wonderful guests on with us. We're going to show the video clip where all of this is taking place, where all of this is happening, where all of this is going down. Firepowernews.com. Will Johnson, Tom Pepper, you got to tune in. You got to tune in. It's going to be off the chain. You did something that triggered a lot of people yesterday, including myself, uh, by releasing the name of the whistleblower, uh, the whistleblower whose complaint has now led to impeachment hearings. Um, the whole point of releasing a name is to intimidate someone, to threaten someone, uh, and to scare other people from coming out. That's something that dictators do. I've lived in China. I've seen that firsthand. That's not what America does. That's not who we do. We don't. We stand by our people. Why did you want to release the Listen, name? I, I think I think the reality of the answer is the whistleblower's name was on a little website called The Drudge Report a couple of days ago. It was in Real, Real Clear Politics. I literally quote tweeted an article that had the guy's name in the title of the article. So that whole thing is nonsense. But I, I wish the outrage would be equal. I mean, there was no outrage when, you know, my family got an exploding letter of, you know, with white powder substance in it. You know, they're protecting a guy, you know, in the CIA and there's great outrage. But when your family gets something, it's there. And that's a big part of the book, which is, it's not a level playing field in terms of he, outrage. He, we do he, live in an outrage but, culture. But he has to be anonymous. Your family did not. There's a difference. But, but the, it was it, literally millions of people, and for days he's been out there in the media. But does you that know, make to, it to right? not, So what's the difference it's between me when tweeting the about it? Son does it though, isn't oh, it? Oh, why? I mean, I'm a, I'm a private citizen putting this out there. If everyone in this room could have read this, I don't see any difference whatsoever. The reality is, it seems to me, and again, my point of view on this, it seems to me that everyone is outraged that his name is out there because now people are saying, okay, he's tied to Joe Biden while Joe Biden was working in the White House. He has ties to Brennan, who's been leading the cabal on Trump. It's not, you know, but let, let's be that, honest that, about but, what it is. Just be the coup. The coup. And you know what? The view is fighting for the Democrats to continue this coup. They want to make sure that the coup continues, Tom. They don't want it to stop. And they're so upset because he put the tweet, he put the whistleblower name out there. It was on the front page. You know what? Actually, Tom, you and I broke the whistleblower's name before it was even on George Report. Do you remember that? Ew, I mean, it's a total joke that they're going after Don Jr. for tweeting out this guy's name. And as you said in the opening five minutes, Will, the reason is because he is a creature of the deep state. This guy yeah, is absolutely. as far into the deep state as you can get. And I just want to point out, thank you to all the viewers tuning into this network where we are not afraid to say Eric Sierra Mella, the name of the so-called whistleblower on Eric Fox Sierra News. Mella. They're reportedly banned. They are banned hey. on Fox News, the conservative network, from saying this clown's name. Well, sorry to break in on you, Tom, but I hear that we have Alex Jones on the phone with us, and he wants to have a conversation with both of us right now. Are you there, sir? Uh, yes, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. It's incredible that right when I tuned in tonight, 
they're from my house, I'm out here on the phone, so my kids don't interrupt, that you guys were talking about uh, Don Jr. and how they're saying it's criminal to talk about a whistleblower. This guy worked inside there. It's supposed to be public. That's the law. <clears throat> Once you make accusations, it was Obama that arrested all of these whistleblowers and put them in prison. Trump's done no such thing. But guess what I called in? And, and, and people have to understand this. We're so close to this fight. People don't realize, including myself, how much InfoWars is under attack. Did you know that my lawyer got called tonight and that the feds have opened a criminal investigation, uh, Obamaized, and, and want me arrested? They're calling for my arrest on the front page of the Washington Post right now for the exact same thing. You're just talking about how they want Don Jr. arrested because I had a reporter on uh, in Day two of the trial, after the first day was uh, just an evidence hearing, then they had jury selection. The second day, they only selected one, reportedly a lady who had worked for Obama, heading up PR in the Office of Budget Management, and her husband worked in the Justice Department for Mueller. Well, that's all been confirmed. The judge was in Politico and other places they reported. They didn't say the name. Well, I said, people have a right to know this info, and we put out that we believe matches that description. But regardless, now they're calling in the Daily Beast, the Washington Post, and reportedly it's been on MSNBC everywhere, for my arrest, they're saying that I am threatening the lives of mm. jurors. So, so they're also just adding, going, oh, and he had a grim reaper on the show. Yeah, we had a grim reaper on the show talking about Jeffrey Epstein's death, and we were downtown showing it uh, with an ask me, you know, anything, uh, uh, prove me wrong type deal, and nobody basically disagreed with us that he was murdered. So this is the level of the frame-up. I had zero intent to intimidate jurors. They weren't even jurors yet. I was saying, this is incredible. Why don't we just have Bill Clinton on the jury or, or Hillary Clinton or maybe Robert Mueller can become the judge. That has totally always been public. It's Supreme Court rulings. Jurors' names, if they're public figures or conflicting, are supposed to be out there. They know that. So what they're doing is they're attacking the bedrock of our country. You're supposed to be able to face your accuser and know who a whistleblower is. And that's just a term they use. And then now on top of it, it's only the inspector generals and people like that that aren't supposed to share it. The people that get reported to, once the person makes the allegations, once they're testifying to Congress, once they're accusing people, they're public in our system, not secret star chambers. So they're trying to create a precedent. Facebook is banning anyone that says the name uh, of the guy that has CIA in the first of his name. I always CIA Merrill or however you say it. <laughs> I know that uh, Tom just pronounced it right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the next level. Arrest Don Jr. Arrest Alex Jones. Okay, we've got dozens of lawsuits filed by Hillary-controlled law firms trying to shut us down. So, listeners need to understand that this is a big, big deal, and InfoWars is not invincible. People need to support us and spread the word because we always make a big deal all day. Don Jr., Don Jr., they're saying arrest Don Jr., they're in the very same publication saying, arrest me. And quite frankly, nobody cares. Well, let me tell folks, you're going to be next. They're coming after everybody. They're trying mm -hmm. to overthrow our system. I'm not feeling sorry for ourselves. I'm telling everybody, we better start worrying about info wars. Because the enemy sees us just as important as Don Jr. And anybody that will stand up to them. And it's what we did was 100% legal. As a member of the press, people have a right to do this. Now, all these professors have come out. All these legal experts said Jones is completely authorized including famous liberal uh, uh, judges, famous liberal attorneys, but it doesn't matter. They have federal prosecutors and, 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 and people appointed by Obama in the Washington Post saying he is a criminal, 
arrest him. He's threatening their lives with no proof, terrorizing me. But this is more important. It's a new term we've got to come up with. They don't just build a straw man. They don't just say I'm threatening to kill people when I'm not. They then put that out, and we know they're telling the jurors they're not supposed to be talking to. But you know what's going on. You you know the Obama people who are rigging this whole deal. That's who's behind this bigger than Hillary now we've learned. You know they're telling them that I've done this. So in my name, just because I wanted to know why all these Obama people, and we've learned it's more than one, have been put on the jury. That judge had to pull that lady off the jury, which she should have done, obviously, if somebody has a conflict. That was my point, was the media has to report on this. People have a right to know who's being put on those juries. I wasn't trying to intimidate a jury. I was trying to make sure that we have real openness to this country so that we don't have kangaroo courts and star chambers. They don't load these juries up. And regular juries are not investigative grand juries. They're not secret. Juries are open and public in this country. So I'm going to tell this to you again. Hey, honey, I'm on the air right now. So, guys, I got to tell you something right now. This is the total, complete move against everybody. They've weaponized mm. the media. They've weaponized law. They've weaponized it all. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. InfoWars is under attack. So I need to watch our back. We need to watch our back. The hosts need to watch our back. The listeners need to watch our back. Because I've noticed our blind spot, sometimes I don't learn for days they're saying kill me sometimes i don't learn for days they plant child porn on us sometimes i don't learn for days they're in the news saying that i'm trying to intimidate witnesses and need to be put in jail so i'm just telling everybody we need to learn that Infowars is important and Infowars, the enemy sees us and wants to take us down that's the bottom line back to don jr yeah absolutely you know what, you know what? you're absolutely right alex people need to recognize that Infowars. Dot com is at the front line of this battle. You have President Trump. President Trump is the he's the president, the Infowars president. You recall that even in the Communist News Network acknowledged that President Trump is the president, Infowars president. So we need your support. You like what we're doing. You want us to continue to put out the names. You want us to continue to put out the truth. You want us to continue to fight against this tyranny. We need your support. Infowarsstore.com is how you do that. Tom and I are, we're, we're appreciative for being here every single night, but without your help and without your assistance, it doesn't happen. They are attacking Infowars, which is our sponsor. You have to mount up. You have to engage. You have to say, I'm not going to allow them to take you out. So I'm going to go to InfoWarsStore.com and I'm going to say F you to the globalists, to these elitists. It's FirepowerNews.com. We'll be back. Welcome back, FirepowerNews.com. We have the privilege to have Alex Jones give us another call. He wants to clarify uh, something that he was talking about earlier. So without further ado, let's bring Alex back on the line. Hey, you bet, Tom. You know, I uh, went back and clicked the video stream right after I hung up and saw the last minute and then heard your response. I don't want to sound like I'm whining or complaining. The biggest person not watching InfoWars is sex, is me. And I need to be doing it. And I realized that for you know days they've been saying arrest me. Now it's on the national news. Now it's in the Washington Post. We get so used to being attacked. We're like all over the news. Like, isn't it crazy for saying arrest Don Jr. for exposing the made up uh, identity of the Obama uh, Clinton lover whose lawyer swore one week after Trump was inaugurated that he would destroy Trump uh, in a coup. 
And then now we sit there and see that, and they're saying arrest uh, the uh, president's son. All I'm saying is, is that when Don Jr. gets attacked or something, it's big news. But everybody's gotten so used to InfoWars being deplatformed that they're setting the precedent now to say, hey, there's no First Amendment. You can't expose if they put a bunch of jurors on there that, that actually worked for Obama. That's basically illegal. So, so the, the, the tyranny's so bad that if they can take my rights away and arrest me, they're going to set the precedent to take the free speech out of all these juries. And you better believe they're going to load them with their people. This is a beta test for the whole country and the whole nation. That's all I was getting at. I love the audience. They're the best. I love you guys. I'm talking about the general public out there that thinks, oh, Alex Jones, you know, he's just that guy that's been demonized. Let him lose his free speech. Oh, that's just Alex Jones. Let them arrest him for talking about this Obama person high level they put on the jury. That's crazy. Of course, the judge then the next day was reported, said, oh, that person's not going to be on the jury now. She was trying to get away with that. And I was talking to Robert Barnes early, earlier. He's on tomorrow, a constitutional lawyer here in town working for us. He's visiting right now. He said, guaranteed this means they don't want anybody talking about those jurors or digging in because they've got some other people they planted on there probably. And let's expand on that. We know what's going on with these so-called whistleblowers that are really just deep state operatives of Hillary, Brennan, Obama, who are all swearing they're going to stop Trump. He didn't know who they were. He put them in the administration. They lie. All the transcripts and other witnesses say otherwise. Their whole thing's on shaky ground. It's all based on lies. And so that's why they've got to silence us and tell us the First Amendment's illegal. It's like they're telling us the Second Amendment's illegal. No, it's not. Free speech is legal in America, and so is the right to defense. They've taken it all over the world. My daughters come out here. They want me to play with them. But these tyrants are trying to take our future and take our country. I salute our audience. It's the InfoWars audience. They fear. And these tyrants would be getting away with a lot more if we weren't on air, and that's why this is so damn vital. Now, back to uh, you guys, Will Johnson and Tom Patrick, every listener out there. I salute you, and I thank you. But if you go to InfoWars, we got a small crew, you'll notice there's not even anybody, you know, there to defend us while the national news is saying, arrest me. I mean, my God, folks, I'm not complaining to the audience, but we need the budget for nighttime reporters so that we can 24-7 be battling as these lies come out. Because a lie goes halfway around the world before the truth puts its pants on, as Mark Twain, another evil terrorist of the First Amendment, had to say. But back to you guys. I know you got a big guest coming up and a lot of news to cover. I'll be watching. God bless. God bless. You know what, Tom? He's absolutely right. The, the, they're, uh, they are attacking because they don't want Alex Jones getting the truth out. You know, when Alex Jones would, would say something, they know people are listening. It's just like people go to Judge Report to see it and mm. they listen to, uh, Trump Jr. You know, they listen to what they're saying because they know people are paying attention and because they have these people paying attention to Trump Jr., Alex Jones, the best thing they can think of is to shut them up, to shut them down, put them in prison so they can't talk. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to slap a gag order on Alex Jones. And I, I mean, seriously, can you imagine a gag order on Alex Jones? <laughs> I don't think that would end well for anyone involved, but this is unprecedented. Alex has been attacked through all kinds of civil lawsuits in the past. Everybody knows they've tried to bankrupt InfoWars by suing him for every other word that comes out of his mouth. This, to my knowledge, is the first time the actual government has got involved and threatened to arrest a man for exercising his First Amendment yes. on a radio and TV show. This is unprecedented. And 
Alex is totally right. We need to draw the line and say, no, you are not going to throw what's left of the Constitution in the shredder. We still have a First Amendment in this country. Alex has said it before, and he's been proven right. He was the test case with all of the big tech censorship and how many dominoes fell after they took down Alex Jones. Hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands at least. So if they can successfully do this and intimidate this guy and keep him from telling the truth on the public airwaves, God knows what happens next, Will. Yeah, you know what? It's not going to, and Alex Jones is correct. It's not going to just be him. They're going after him because like, he's like at the top of that spear and they're going to go after him. They're going to go after you. They're going to go after me. They're going to go after the, the average American person. We're not all exempt from it. We're just pawns on this, on this chessboard and they don't care about who they take out along the way. Now they think they can get Alex Jones to just remove him because they see him as a soft target. How many people, how many people do you know, Tom, that are out there that are speaking up and saying everything that Alex Jones is saying where he said it in the past and then to, today it becomes true. And it's not like he has, he's not like he, they're giving Alex Jones more authority than anyone else in this nation. It's almost like, uh, it's, it might as well be President Jones. I mean, seriously, because they, they hate him as much as they hate President Trump. Well, God willing, maybe we'll live to see that day. Uh, Will, that would be a phenomenal thing for this country. President Alex Jones, maybe in 2024. But you're right. Every single time they try to silence him, it merely gets more people seeing what he has to say. And the man has a phenomenal track record, which, again, is why if these Obama Democrat people, the deep state, the literal deep state who are holdovers from the Obama administration, from the Bush administration going back 30, 40 years, if the literal deep state can arrest Alex Jones and throw him in a cage for his First Amendment. Oh, Will, yeah. that doesn't bode well for you, me, or anyone else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like an opening monologue. Hey, fellas in the control room, can you pull that picture back up for me? Um, that's the one with Shucky Ducky. So, are, are they, so basically, because we showed the picture of Shucky Ducky with the whistleblower, does that mean that we're like putting information out there that shouldn't be out there? This information is freely available on the Internet to everyone. I'm not even trying to sell anything. Look at this. Shucky Ducky. And then the next one. Well, who's the next one? Presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren. She's in the picture with the same whistleblower. Look at that. Oh, yeah, that's him. That's him. And you and you pronounce his name completely correct, Tom. <clears throat> and then we got a picture with Hillary Rotten Clinton. Another picture with the same whistleblower, the same guy. And then the last but not least, a cozy picture with Nancy Pelosi. Look at that. They're so cozy together. It's no wonder why they're going after President Trump the way they are. It's no wonder they're going after Alex Jones the way they are. This coup doesn't stop with President Trump people. So everyone is saying, oh, they're doing a coup against President Trump. They're doing a coup against President Trump. The coup does not stop with President Trump. The coup that the left is doing will affect every single American in the nation. It will affect all of us. This is going to start the Civil War. We're going to look back if we're here, if we're still alive, whoever is, they're going to look back 20, 30, 50 years from now and say, wow, look at that. They actually had a second civil war in this nation because they took out the sitting president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, when they had nothing on him. Nothing. 
And Tom mentioned it earlier, whoever wins the Civil War, they get the right to history. Think about that. You better get ready. It's coming. Firepowernews.com. We'll be back. Days from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time, only at Band.Video. All right, welcome back, everyone. Firepowernews.com. So we have a special guest coming on with myself and Tom Pepper. Name is Rachel Conservative Mama. Uh, she's a conservative political advocate to the soccer mom and dads out there. Awesome, awesome. She is primary contributor and founder of ConservativeMama.com a site that speaks up and speaks out for conservatives' cause. Uh, Rachel is a vlogger, blogger, speaker, uh, commentator, and political strategist who av- uh, actively engages other individuals online through social media. Without further ado, let's bring her on. We have Actually, we have a video we're going to play of hers as well. So, hey, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, You're guys. Awesome. Hey, hey. It's awesome. It's going great. So let's, let's play this video and I'm pretty sure Tom and we'll have some questions. We're going to play some videos and we'll talk about the current events and from a, uh, from a point of view of a conservative mama. Okay. Okay. Let's play the video. All right. Hi there. My name is Rachel, but most people know me as conservative mom. All the time I get asked, how? How could you support Trump? His tweets are going to start World War III. Orange man, bad. He's just so, so abrasive. And when I get asked this, I think, man, man, has our educational system failed us. You see, I personally like Trump, but it doesn't matter if I like him or I don't like him. I don't vote on personality. I vote on policy policy or policies. These are intentional actions taken to achieve a specific objective. You see, policies result in legislation and legislation lasts a lot longer than a president. So the question is not, where do I stand on the president's tweets or do I like this president or not? Has nothing to do with it. It's where do I stand on this president's policies? For instance, I'm pro-life. And Republicans support pro-life policies, not Democrats. I also strongly support the Second Amendment. That's a Republican policy. Republicans support the Second Amendment. But if you believe that more gun laws will stop people that break laws from hurting more people, then you would support Democrats because Democrats support those policies. Let's do another one. Do you believe that we should know who and what is coming into our country? If you do, then you would support Republicans on that because they put forth policies that secure our border. If you want open borders, then you would support Democrats on this one because they put forth policies that just keep our borders open. Another one, do you support socialism? Uh, I'd like to note socialism owns what you produce and communism owns production. So... Socialism also takes away your own individual liberty and gives it over to the government. So if you believe in socialism, then you would support Democrats because Democrats put forth policies that support socialism. 
Another one. Do you support a parent's right to choose where they send their kids to school? If yes, Republicans on this because Republicans put forth policies that push for school choice. Let's do one more. Do you believe the world is ending in 12 years and we need to stop eating meat and drinking milk because cows are ruining the planet and uh, we need to stop flying on planes and traveling of any kind? Then you would definitely support Democrats on this because Democrats put forth policies to combat climate change uh, because they believe that government regulation will save the planet. Now, these are just some policies, but there's a whole lot more, okay? But please, for the love Educate yourself on where you stand on policies because policies outlast any president. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome video. You know what? You're so on point. Thank you for that. And I was, you know what? I got to play this video. Got to play this video because you're like touching it from a mom's point of view, right? And, and you're just spot on. And, and this is what's happening in our country today. And everyone is recognizing it. Yes. Yes. And I, and I think what's important though is like, I, my mom saw that video and she was like, it was so simple. And I'm like, I know, but I feel like sometimes you have to break it down to it's like so simple that even a child could understand it. We don't vote on personality or on whether we like someone or not. Like we vote on policy because policies outlast any president. I, I mean, if we, and we have to realize that, like I love Trump. I absolutely love him, but he's not going to be there forever. Okay. But the policies that he's implementing right now will last a very long time. And so that's what I'm vote on. That's what we should all be voting on. We should vote on policy and not get caught up in all the drama. I mean, everybody's so emotional and it's just hyped out of control right now. And we just got to bring it back down and focus on policy is what I'm, what I'm saying. So. I, I think that you're definitely onto something there, and most folks don't seem to understand that. For instance, the Supreme Court is going to be with us well into your children. Hopefully, they'll be on Facebook and Twitter or the next social media uh, as their own conservative parents, and we'll still have a great conservative Supreme Court. So I'm just wondering, do your kids get pushback? I mean, are they uh, are they bullied because their mom is this great outspoken conservative? Um, they, they are still they're still fairly little. Uh, the, my, I mean, my oldest is seven. And so, but he goes to a conservative charter school. Thank God I was able to get him in there. Uh, and so the, a lot of the people there align with the same, the same way I do. They, they think, they say, think similar to, to, to me. So it helps to have that. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm educating them at a young age, just on simple things like what, you know, what America was founded on and individual freedom and what parties support the individual and, and just common things, common sense, use common sense, use logic. And so, um, right now, no, no big heat. I personally have gotten a ton of heat. Um, and, uh, but that comes with the territory. I think if you step out, you have to be willing to, uh, you get smacked and you just keep, you keep going. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> so I'm just curious. I mean, you mentioned you've gotten tons of heat. Can you tell us a little bit? I mean, I'm guessing you're not a big, uh, you're probably not invited to the soccer mom parties anymore, but what does it look like in your daily life for having the audacity to get out there and talk about the issues that affect this country? Well, you get a lot of, um, you get some smiles and, hey, thanks a lot. I saw one of your videos. I do a lot of uh, satire. Uh, I have a background mm. in acting and directing, and I was in the Screen Actors Guild uh, for a while. 
And so that's kind of my, my background. And that's kind of what got me into this whole thing is just using comedy and drama to reach that independent thinker. And, um, so, so, you know, I get, Hey, I love your video. And then you also get like the nasty looks, you know, people that recognize <laughs> you. So, it, you know, and, it, it, and I'm, I'm not, I'm under, I'm under the radar enough where, you know, unless people are pretty politically engaged, they have no idea who I am. So that's a good thing. That's a real good thing. You know, I, when I started speaking out, um, I have children and they started getting a lot of flack from the kids at their school. My, yeah. my kids are teenagers. So mm-hmm. it's, it's completely different. And they, they, it was to the point to where they were calling my, uh, my son. They were, they were telling my son that your dad is a racist because he supports President Trump. And I'm like, <laughs> at first I'm like, you're kidding, right? No, dad. They said you're racist. I'm like, oh. I mean, I'm like, seriously, this yeah. is, is so crazy. It, it, it is crazy. And people are, people are not, and this is what I, what I often talk about. I feel like, um, people are so emotionally led right now that, uh, it, it's, it's, it's very volatile climate. I mean, obviously, and people, people, you know, they read a news headline, they read a comment, they, they see a tweet, they hear something that, you know, uh, Yahoo, you know, said, and, and that, that they don't look any further. I, I mean, I have uh, friends and family that have, have completely, uh, stopped talking to me, uh, because they, they believe the headlines. They believe the ABC nightly news. And, and, yeah. you know, and, and so that's just, that's just how it is. And, and it's well, when we come back, when we come back, we'll play a video with Tucker Carlson. We want to get your opinion on it. And this is Tucker Carlson, where he's talking about the perfect conservative candidate, our first American candidate. All right, firepowernews.com. We are talking to conservative mama. We'll be back after this. What there isn't is a caucus that represents where most Americans actually are. Nationalist on economics, fairly traditional on the social issues. Imagine a politician who wanted to make your health care cheaper, but wasn't ghoulishly excited about partial birth abortion. Imagine someone who genuinely respected the nuclear family and sympathized with the culture of rural America, but at the same time was willing to take your side against rapacious credit card companies bleeding you dry at 35% interest. Would you vote for someone like that? My gosh, of course you would. Who wouldn't? That candidate would be elected in a landslide. Every single time. And yet that candidate is the opposite of pretty much everyone currently serving in our Congress. Absolutely. I think that's currently everyone serving in Congress except for President Trump. I think President Trump is the perfect candidate. And I think that's the reason why the one of the main reasons why they want to get rid of President Trump. They don't like him because he's doing so much for the American people. So we have conservative mama with us. So you just saw the video with Tucker where he's talking about the perfect, the perfect candidate. So what are your views about the perfect candidate? Well, I, I definitely think Trump is the perfect candidate because he is, he's exposing so much. I mean, we just recently saw that, uh, the, the, the ABC reporter, uh, covering this story on Epstein and Trump has constantly been saying over and over how calling out fake news. They lie to you. They don't tell you the truth. I mean, and then to have something like this, just, this is probably the biggest bombshell, like exposing fake news that we've seen thus far under 
the Trump presidency. I mean, I think ABC airing like fake uh, war zone in Syria, which was really just a a, a whiskey shoot, shoot down in in, in Knoxville. Uh, I mean, I think that that we continue to hear fake news, fake news, fake news. But seeing this, it, it I think it opened people's eyes that still didn't want to believe that the, that they were being lied to by the media. I think seeing this, I've even had people say, wow, like that, like if, it, if they covered that, what else are they covering? If they, if they, if they spike that and they didn't want us to see us, what else are they spiking? Like what, what are we hearing? What is the truth? And I think once you start to really ask, what is the truth? Then you're in a good place because you're seeking for answers outside of the mainstream media. And when you start to seek for the truth, well, and, and, and it might not, but you have to be willing to not, to not always hear what you want to hear because the truth, the truth sometimes can really upset you, but it also sets you free. And so I think that once you get on that path of I'm going to find answers, I'm going to seek the truth. Um, that's, that's, that's a good place to go. And I think that Trump has done that for a lot of uh, Americans. You know, I was on, on board with Trump back in 2016. I, I helped with his campaign in my state. Uh, but for people that are, that are, are slowly coming on board, I think that a lot of them are coming on board because they're seeing, they're seeing what's happening. They're seeing the lies. They're seeing the, the corruption and they, they want a fighter. They want someone that will get out there and fight. And that's exactly what Trump is doing for the American people. So let's keep talking about the the fake news media and how terrible and full of lies they are. Because in a couple of years, I mean, it sounds like you're already starting with a firm foundation of teaching your children about uh, independence, about conservative values, about what party cares about the individual. But what we, what advice would you give to parents with kids who are just a little bit older and they're already like 13 and reading BuzzFeed and having it shoved in front of their face by Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, the rest of them? How would you advise parents kind of teach their children to pursue the actual truth and not just what sounds uh, what sounds right. Right. Well, I mean, even my son, who who's seven, he's like, well, I saw it on the, you know, I saw it on, I, I let him watch certain shows on YouTube and he's like, it was like a commercial and he's like, well, that's what they said on YouTube. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean it's true. Like, just because you saw it. And, and also I've had arguments with him over what his teacher said. And I, I go, just mm. because your teacher said something doesn't make it true either. And so I'm instilling in him at a young age just to really seek for the truth. And I think for our youth today, for high schoolers and, and people that are even in college to, if you, if you find yourself going with everybody else, if you're part of the group, you're probably in the wrong place. And I, and I always say, if you don't have somebody hating you, then you're not making a difference. If you don't have people <laughs> giving you flack and coming at you, then you're not making a difference. I mean, honestly, because that's that's what we're called to do. We're we're called to make a difference. We're called to to push for truth and and be a light in, in a dark place. And and people are not going to like you for that. And if everybody loves you, then you're obviously you're not in the right. I mean, look at Hollywood. Look at the celebrities out there. Everybody loves them, but they're not in the right. They're not doing the right thing. They're not. They're they're following. You know, most of them are globalists. Most of them hate the president. And so if everybody loves you, then I just think you you should check yourself. And that's what I would tell my teenager if they're Mr. Popular, Miss Popular, I'd be like, hey, you know, that's not the goal. The goal is to find the truth and, and to be a leader of truth and, and to lead and not follow. Yeah. You know what? Let me let me change it up a little bit here. So here in uh, Austin, Texas, they uh, the the independent school district just passed a bill to teach young children about homosexual activities. 
And I think, you know, with the whole Epstein thing and the pedophile island, they really don't want the rest of the country knowing about it. Are you seeing this? Uh, have you seen this where you are? And what do you think this, uh, I, I call it a virus spreading across the nation? How do you think this is going to affect our children in the future? I definitely think it's a virus that's spreading across our nation. And actually, I'm in Colorado. And um, I, I attended the school board because a meeting where they were pushing a lot of this. And I think that if you if you are a parent, you need to be showing up to school board meetings. You have to be you have to take that step. You have to fight. There's no more sitting on the sidelines, guys. There's no more, you know, passivity. And, and I'm in the gray zone and I'm the silent majority. The silent majority needs to stop being silent. It is time to start speaking up and speaking out and having a say and not being silenced. Because if you allow people to silence you, then everybody else thinks that you're complacent and you agree with with this whole crazy liberal mob. And they're trying to push this on our kids. They're, they're causing extreme confusion. And it needs to be called out. And we need to have parents protesting. I mean, descend upon your state capitol if you have to. Show up to school board meetings. Show up to city council meetings. Do what you have to do, but you have to be a voice. We can no longer. We're, we're, we're fighting for our country right now. I, I've had a lot of people come to me like, what's happened? Like, how did we get here? This is crazy. Like, we've got transvestites reading to kids in the library. It's, it's crazy. Like, and I'm like, no. We got here because we've been quiet. We've got here because we, we, we were silent. We didn't do anything. And, and for the first time we have a leader that is saying you stand up and you speak back and you fight back. People call Trump a bully all the time. I say, no, he's not a bully. He's showing us how to handle a bully because the bully tries to silence and intimidate you. And our goal and our job is to speak up and to speak out and to not be silenced and especially I'm, I'm encouraging parents to get involved. Know what, your ki- what, what curriculums are being pushed. Know what's going on in your own school system. It's so important. I'm really glad you brought that up. I was actually getting ready to ask about the drag queen story time. I'm guessing your children aren't uh, going to those and uh, probably will be protesting them as they get a little bit older. So, I mean, you're obviously, I'm sure, a very busy person. You are a social media sensation. You're a mother and you're doing all of these things. You helped out in President Trump's 2016 campaign. How would you advise people who are in your position and they think, well, what can I do? I have kids. I work. I'm busy. How would you advise people in similar position to get out there and actually make some change. Uh, I recently actually posted a, uh, I think my last post on Facebook was a story of, I I met with one of my girlfriends yesterday and we were just talking and she kind of went in more into depth of a story that she told me previously, but she attends a mom, a mom group. And there's a lot, you know, a lot of moms out there attend mom groups and I'm sure there's dads that have dad groups. And, and so she was at a mom group and a mom group. And there was this really liberal woman there. She was just, you know, she was just, she hated Trump. She was a Hillary supporter and she always turned the conversation back to, to politics and made all the other women kind of uncomfortable, but nobody said anything. Okay. So they were all just quiet. Like, you know, just don't, don't say anything because she's going to go off on you. So they were quiet. And I said, you know, that's the problem is, is we're quiet. And so we allow everybody else to, to dominate. We allow this woman to dominate. And she told another woman there, Hey, I think I'm going to leave this group because you guys, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm kind of a Trump supporter. And the woman that she told this to on the side said, I'm a Trump supporter too. And so it was like, until you speak, until you voice, until you share up, share your heart, like you're, everybody else is going to think that you're agreeing with this loud mouth. And so what we need to do, whether it's at, you know, soccer meetings, uh, you know, boy scouts, girls, girls, I'm, 
well, I don't know about Boy Scouts anymore, but no, you know, club activities, <laughs> uh, wherever to, to, to speak up. Don't let that person intimidate. Don't let that person dominate. Absolutely. Hey, I want to thank you for coming on with us. Conservativemama.com. It's been a real pleasure to have you on. And you know what? You're absolutely right. The American people, you can no longer sit idly by and say nothing. Now is the time to speak up. Now is the time to act. Now is the time to engage. Because the Democrats are not going to stop. They have the biggest mouths and they have been screaming very loud about all the tyranny. So once again, thank you for coming on with us. All right, we'll be back. Firepowernews.com, Will Johnson, Tom Pepper. Engage everyone, fan that video, fan that video. We'll be back. I have Trump toilet paper here today. You know what you do with toilet paper, and you don't like Trump, you don't like Trump, he's on America. Will you do the honors and show how much you hate Trump with this toilet paper? <laughs> sure. Here you go. <laughs> toilet paper. Oh, you're getting in there. Oh, I'm jumping off. Oh, oh, oh my God. Ah. Ew, ew. Did you want this? Nope. There's something really gross on that now. You wiped and then your nose. Yeah, you know. We're dumping on Trump. We're wiping our butts with Donald Trump's face. Wow. I mean, you know what, Tom, that is that. I mean, did we actually just see that? I mean, they're actually on the street acting like they're wiping their backside with toilet paper, Trump paper, because they hate the man so much. I mean, the hatred they have for this person is beyond insane. You know, that there's no more rational thinking with the left. And she you know what? Good for her because she's setting him up. And they're just falling for it. They, they take the bait and they go right along with it because they're so far gone. They're willing to do anything to, to, to like prove their point. You know, Will, Trump derangement syndrome seems to have no terminal phase. It just gets crazier and crazier and crazier without these people ever getting better or ever approaching anything that might be a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, the fact that Caitlin Bennett, I mean, she's becoming a, a almost household name. Everybody knows who she is, and an increasing number of people are starting to know her alter ego. The fact that she can still go out and get these stupid kids, and I know some of those people weren't even kids, to behave like kindergartners before a camera, I mean, that's disgraceful. Their parents should be cringing in shame, and instead this is being celebrated. So yeah, I applaud Caitlin. I mean, she's showing exactly what we're up against. We're up against the almost literal animals in the street. Absolutely. You know what? Because of Caitlin Bennett, and she's going out, she's doing all of these beautiful reports. But, you know, she's out there doing them. We go out every now and then. We're here reporting on the news, but we have the support of the American people. We don't have people sitting in these, you know, mansions like Tom Steyer and George Soros, the Clintons, you know, funding Antifa, supposedly. We don't have all of that. All we have are the American people. And when you go to Infowarstore.com, you make it possible. You make it possible for us to be here. 
You make it possible for us to bring you these the, the information that we're showing you, the videos, how they're attacking. And we had a whole bunch of videos tonight that we wanted to show you with Trump Jr. Uh, being attacked on The View. But, you know, Alex Jones came in and they're threatening his life. They're threatening his his freedom because of his freedom of speech. You know, nobody on this planet is perfect. No one is perfect. We all make mistakes. And I'm and I'll be the first one to tell you, I make mistakes. I am not perfect at all. But you know what? We love this country. We love this nation. And we will do everything we can to fight for it. And that's what this is all about. So when you go to InfoWarsStore.com, you're engaging in the fight. You're not you're not you're telling these leftist elitist globalists you can stick it because I love this country and Alex Jones has been doing this for years and he is out there on the forefront. No, like I said, no one's perfect. President Trump is not perfect. Why do you think they keep going after these wonderful, great men? The reason why they keep going after them is because they're doing something because they're fighting for this nation because they're putting themselves out on the line. They're the ones that's doing this. So they attack them because people are listening to them. People are paying attention. People love this nation. As long as you have people like President Trump, Alex Jones, InfoWars, everyone here in this country, they're going to keep they're going to keep attacking the way they are. But you have to speak up. You can't be silent any longer. The silent majority, the sleeper must awaken. We'll be back. Firepowernews.com. Firepower with Will Johnson. All right, welcome back to the second hour of FirepowerNews.com with Will Johnson and Tom Pepper. Our next guest, is he goes by ABL. He's a black conservative that shows his support for President Trump. He speaks out constantly, has a huge platform, a huge following. And, of course, because of what he is saying, the left has been attacking him. The left wants to shut him down. No one wants to. The, no one on the left wants to hear anyone, especially if you're a black male that has left the plantation. When you leave the plantation, they send other people to try to retrieve you. And never before have I ever seen leftist progressives act so angry when they see black people leave the plantation. Without further ado, ABL, thank you for joining us, sir. Hey, glad to be here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm loving you, set. I'm loving the show. Glad to be back. Yes, thank you. Thank you for joining us. So, um, let's talk about this whole impeachment thing. You, did you see any of the videos with Trump Jr.? Oh, you're talking and, about and, on The View today? Yes. Oh, yeah, I saw it. He, he did fantastic. I mean, he brought up some stuff from the past that I didn't know about, talking about uh, Whoopi Goldberg, where she was trying to defend, uh, what was it, Roman Polanski? Oh, it wasn't rape, rape. Well, what do you call it when you drug and sexually assault a 13-year-old girl when you're well into your middle-aged years? I mean, what do you really call that? I don't really know. Things like that were really crazy. And he also called out Joy Behar for what some may consider blackface. Now, personally, 
I don't think it was really blackface. It, it's kind of like right on the edge. However, if that were a Ivanka Trump or somebody that did something like that, or the media would say right away, blackface, racist, Nazi, KKK, all this, that, and the third. So he did a very good job of exposing them for their hypocrisy for trying to attack the current president in the White House right now. I think you're completely right about that. So I wanted to talk about something that you just posted on YouTube. I think it was, might have been a video from today even, and that has to do with this whistleblower. Of course, Don Jr. got in big trouble on The View for daring to mention the name Eric Sierramella, the so-called whistleblower. And it seems like you've been getting in trouble on social media for mentioning it as well. Can you elaborate on this? Yeah, this was pretty crazy. Now, when I was looking on the Internet just for random news and things that are going on, I came across the name Eric Sierra It was everywhere. It was on Drudge. It was on Heavy. It was on quite a few places. If you went to Google, it was several pages of articles mentioning this guy's name. So I'm like, OK, I'm going to just post it on my Facebook page so my audience will be abreast of the information. Now, it's getting some engagement, likes and shares and whatnot, comments. And then I go back to it. I click the notification. It says content not available. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Is it a glitch? I don't know. I go to my regular page and check the wall. It's not there. And then see notification that says this post has been removed due to violating community standards. I'm like, what? It, it, there's nothing in there uh, calling the guy any kind of negative name. There's nothing like that. I did not publish his address or personal information. All that I put on there was his name, which is all over the Internet. So obviously, Facebook is trying to keep that away from the general public. However, if that person were on the right and they were attacking somebody on the left, I don't think they would do that at all. I think they pretty much be hands off and let whatever happens happen. Well, they would be screaming at that point that it's freedom of speech, freedom of information. At that point, then it, then they're, they're not all about the First Amendment, right? But other than that, because it goes against their narrative, they're completely against it. So you brought up how, uh, Whoopi Goldberg is saying the rape rape, right? And where Don Jr. was saying that we actually had that clip. Let's, let's play that clip and then let's talk about it a little bit more. Country like that. Do you understand we, we, we've that? All, we've all they don't done like things. The that we regret. I mean, if we're talking about bringing the discourse down, Joy, you've worn blackface. Whoopi, no, you I said that Roman I'm Polanski... Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, and don't... You, if you, you said do that it, Roman Polanski, it wasn't rape-rape when he raped a child. So let's, let's okay. talk about so, yeah, no, Let's things. talk Come about on, this. So fair. you want to bring this up? The yeah. question came up I did not about, go in blackface, please. No, she was not in blackface. Thank you. Sorry. Listen, being black, I recognize blackface. This I can say. So now that you, now that you, now that you've broken this piece of ice, because I guess this is the fight you wanted. It's not the fight I wanted. Yeah, it is. But if we're talking about character, we're talking about these Are you questioning my character? I'm not questioning your character. I'm talking about, you're questioning my father's character. And I say, I'm sorry. I didn't question anybody. I simply said that when you're talking about that your father's taking more heat than anybody else, that it's not so. Instead, as a president, and when, yes, as a president, uh, yes. ridiculous. He's getting pressed. I think, I think, he's I think a the president. Park Five took a lot more heat than your father has taken at his hand. Wait, wait, everybody, stop! Hold up! Hold up! You know what? So, ABL, we actually have the video 
with her talking about the rape rape. So let's play how let's just play the very, very beginning of this next video because the next video is pretty long. Let's just play the very beginning of it because it just goes right to it how she completely, completely lied. Go to it. Was not charged. I know it wasn't rape rape. Yeah, there is a statutory I, I, child molest, maybe. I'm I not think sure it was, it was child something. Molest. It was something else, but I don't believe it was rape, rape. And when we get all the information, somebody will tell me in my ear. All I'm trying to get you to understand mm -hmm. is when we're talking about what someone did and what they were charged with, we have to say what it actually was, okay, not so what we think back, it was. What he said he did. He was 40. To my understanding, ABL, he was 45 and she was 13, and he sexually assaulted her. That's right. That sounds about right. That that's right. <laughs> that sounds about right. I mean, even if let's just say it was simply okay, the ages forty five and thirteen. That right there is rape. No, no matter how you cut it, it doesn't matter. Nobody can say, oh, it wasn't rape, rape. You have a 13-year-old. There's no way that can be considered consensual or that she gave any kind of indication. Like, oh, that's okay, and it it'd be fine legally. It's just not right. But beyond that, there were also drugs involved. Okay. So you have a situation where the person was drugged. Then there was sexual contact. I mean, that right there, that should put them up under the jail forever. So there is no actual way she could come out and say, oh, it wasn't really rape, rape. Uh, well, maybe it wasn't rape, rape. Maybe it was uh, aggravated assault, um, drugging, kidnapping, and a few more charges. That should land them a very long time in the penitentiary. Yeah, I think you're definitely right about that. I mean, there's a reason why the guy seems afraid to come back to the United States. Let's talk about the blackface element of it as well, because some say, and, and you say it's right on the line of blackface. But then, of course, there's the viral photo of Ted Danson, who at the time was in a relationship, I believe, with, with the, the View star. And he is most definitely wearing blackface. So talk about, if you can, how come Democrats, we have blackface baby killer Virginia Governor Ralph Northam still in office. How come Democrats? Democrats get a free pass when it comes to this. They could do whatever they want to do because they control much of the mainstream media and the mainstream media would not attack their own. Like you said, Ralph Northam, the current governor of Virginia, wore blackface and then he said, oh, it wasn't me. So let me get this straight. You have a yearbook picture where you have somebody in blackface next to a guy in a KKK outfit. First, you say it's you. Then you say it's not you. Well, who is it? And why did you put it in your yearbook? It's kind of odd to me. There was no real big problem with that. And then there was a whole thing where they went on the, um, a tour of the governor's mansion. And in the back, there were some, um, old slave houses and they had some of the black kids picking cotton and they put it in their pocket like raw cotton. So that happened at the same time when the whole blackface thing happened. Then the, uh, attorney general, Mark Herring, said he put on shoe polish to look like Michael Jackson. It seems like there's always these leftists that come out and put on blackface. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, who was that? Uh, Sarah Silverman, the, the comedian, all these leftists, but then they say you on the right, you're the racist. You're the hateful person. You're the bigot. I don't seem to see a lot of people on the right wearing blackface like they do on the left. It's pretty interesting how that works. It seems like projection to me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And when we come back from the break, we're going to play a video where it's actually showing Joy Behar in blackface. She just sit there and said that she wasn't in blackface, like she never did it. And Whoopi Goldberg even defended her. And so we're going to come, when we come back from this break, we're going to show how she was straight up in blackface. And it was okay then, right? No. All right, firepowernews.com. We'll be back after this message.
in the New York Times, they had an op-ed piece in praise of naturally curly hair. They say that it's making a comeback. When Are you excited? Leave? I've always had curly <laughs> that hair. That is a feminist late. statement. <laughs> huh? What do you mean? <laughs> no, I, I, is that you, Joy? Oh, you know, this picture. Oh, I was, Joy, is that you? Yeah. Joy, that is oh, you? Yes. Joy, Joy, what? No, I know. <laughs> I Joy. was... Joy. I was so cute. <laughs> Was. We, are you my auntie, George? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that is me. My word. What, what year is the circle? I what? was 29. It was a Halloween party. I went as a beautiful African woman. Oh, yes. You ain't black. But that's my hair. <laughs> that's my hair. That, you can be, yeah, but it is. So, uh, so the whole point of why is that curly hair is now? coming back. I thought that was, I thought. That is me. Did you have tanning lotion on, George? A little, I had makeup that was a little bit darker uh -huh, than my skin. Uh -huh. <laughs> So, APL, how is that not blackface? I mean, they, they, you know what? The left, they would complain about a white person putting on an Indian outfit saying they can't do that. Or if it was a, a Republican, let's say she was Republican, they would most definitely say it was blackface. But as a black male, is that not blackface? <laughs> Well, I mean, I got to be honest. To me, that's kind of like right on the line because I don't see like the obvious, you know, uh, face paint that uh, Ted Dance and Whoopi Goldberg's uh, ex-boyfriend had on in the 80s. It's not quite that. However, she did come out and say, well, I was trying to be a beautiful African woman. So if you're trying to be a black woman, you got it. The Afro, she said it's her hair. I believe her. But come on. She does not really wear hair like that most of the time. She had on this like kind of, you know, African style dress so you're trying to be a black person according to the leftist standards upon which joy behar uh abides by that's got to be blackface because if it were ivanka trump wearing that if it were anybody yep. any female on the right it'd be considered blackface right away there wouldn't be any kind of nuance see i'm trying to be a nice guy and say uh, maybe it would not be that if it were the left commenting on what the right exactly not at all exactly so what do you think of – this is kind of a trend, right? We saw this with uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Castro or Trudeau, whatever his real name may be. We saw him. He was wearing, I guess, brown face. And what they, what the media described this as – you know, you, me, anybody out there would probably call it blackface. But what the media described it as was face-darkening makeup. So is this the left desperately trying to, like, save their own people? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Justin Trudeau, that was pretty clear and obvious what was going on with that. I mean, there was no reason. Like, he went to the next level. He had his face totally black. I mean, blacker than black could be, like, midnight. And then his, also his hands were the same way. So it was like, you're really dedicated to the whole thing. Then he said he was trying to be Aladdin. Aladdin wouldn't even really be that dark in real life. He just wanted to wear a black face, and he has a track record of doing it. He did it when he was a teenager, had the whole thing. He had some inappropriate things going on, make himself look a little bit more black. I won't get into that, so I'll go ahead and you know, keep on moving. But he has a track record of doing this. This is what they do. And the left, of course, they know that he's going through an election. They don't want to interfere with that. They want him to get reelected. So, of course, they're going to say, oh, it's brown face. It was skin darkening makeup, you know, any kind of thing to try to just squirm around. In fact, that it was clear blackface. And if it were anybody else that were not on the left, it would be labeled as such and correctly so. Yeah, you know, that's their tactic, just like you said. And on top of that, this whole impeachment thing. The, the liberals, they're acting like they're so sad that they have to do this. And I think they're only doing it because they want to get this perception that, hey, we're only doing this because we have to. 
So I have this video clip that I want to play for you. This is with them, you know, coming out saying it's so sad that this is happening. None of us want this. They all want it. Let's play this clip. This is a sad day. It's a sad day because nobody comes to Congress to impeach a president of the United States. This is a solemn day in the history of our country. Uh, This is a solemn moment. This is something that is very solemn. It's one that none of us, you know, really look forward to. It's not something that is a joke or that we take lightly. Impeachment is not a remedy that we take lightly or happily. We take no joy in having to move down this road and proceed with the impeachment inquiry. I take no joy in contemplating the impeachment of a president. There is no joy in sitting in judgment on somebody else. As you say, there's no there's no joy in that no matter what people want to see happen. I mean, I personally take no joy joy in this. I'm sure it brings you uh, no joy. This is not any cause for any glee. It's nothing to be gleeful about. This is not a celebratory moment. None of us came to Congress to impeach this president or any president. They're all lying. They all went to Congress to impeach President Trump. That's that's their only focus. It's their only goal right now, ABL. Well, yeah, that was the whole point. That was the point from the very beginning. You have audio clips, people like, uh, who was that? Rashida Tlaib. We're going to impeach the MFR. She said mm-hmm. that on the day she got elected. That was the whole point. That's, that's the whole thing. Everybody knows that is, is no, uh, is no two ways about it. Uh, Al Green from Texas, he said the only way we can beat Donald Trump is if we impeach him. Basically, we can't get him out of office through the election. We don't really have anybody that can beat him. All we can do is impeach him. Of course, they want to do it. They went in there to do it. And of course, they find glee in the whole situation. They, had a, they got a talking points together. I give them that. They all had a talking points. They said, hey, <laughs> say, we don't find glee. We don't find joy. Everybody go out there and say the same thing. I give them credit for that. But they're all 1000% lying through their teeth. So I wonder, I mean, this kind of seems to be the thing that is unifying the Democrat Party. They're all unifying behind impeachment. And I wonder, do you think that's what's going to happen with the Republican Party, too? Is everybody going to coalesce behind President Trump, kind of look past the infighting and say, uh, this man needs to be defended from the the left? Or are we going to kind of see, is this going to be a boon for the Democrats, whether they actually impeach him or not, and it's going to be a wash for the Republicans? How do you think this is going to shake out? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I think that most Republicans that have any kind of sense and want to see the country go forward, number one, and number two, want to keep their own jobs, most of them will just support the president, coalesce around him, and just push him forward over the finish line in 2020. But you may have some, like your Mitt Romney's of the world, they may go out here and try to do different things. Uh, I'm not really sure what their purpose is. Maybe they're aligned with the left secretly or not so secretly to try and get Trump out of office, but your average everyday Republican will be in favor of the president. I did not see anybody vote on the Republican side in favor of the impeachment proceedings going forward. So that's a good sign. And I think we'll see more of that as we continue on. If we don't, anybody that goes against Trump that's on the Republican side is going to have a hard time with their career going forward into the future. And they right and they should, rightfully so. So that's hey, right. ABL, I want to thank you for coming on with us. It's been a great honor to have you come on and I, you know, I've been at the White House with you twice and, you know, it's just, it's so great to see people like you and even Tom. I mean, I'm not leaving Tom out, Tom, but you know, it's just, it's just great to be among so many great people.
that's doing so much and standing out and fighting for this country, regardless of what the left is trying to say to us. And they have your uh, Twitter uh, feed up there right now. And another gentleman I need to try to get on is David J. Harris. I heard they just put 14 different strikes on him in one single day. And yeah, they're trying to take Facebook. him out. So, yeah. So we're going to go out. Hey, I want to thank. Hey, can you stay on another segment? Oh, uh, sure. How, I mean, how, how long we got? W- one more segment. It'd be like 10 okay, minutes. Okay, sure. Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Well, so, okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, ABL is going to stick with us. One more segment. And after this break, we're going to talk about what happened to David J. Harris. Brought it to my attention. It's sitting on this page. All right. Firepowernews.com. We'll be back after this. Firepower. Our guest, he's kind enough to stick with us through another segment, is ABL. Thank you, man, for sticking around. So we just, uh, of course, everybody today has heard the news that David Harris Jr. is being threatened. They're threatening to take him off Facebook. They issued a bunch of different strikes overnight. This comes as they've done, uh, they've taken down at least 12 different Facebook pages. So tell us a little bit about this for those who haven't heard. Well, from what I've seen so far, David Harris Jr., uh, for those who don't know, he's a conservative, uh, black male, does a lot of content all over the internet. He's big on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook's probably his biggest place. He's been on there for quite a while building a big audience and then just randomly without notice, without warning, without reason, they gave him a notice saying that his page is in jeopardy of being deleted or being totally removed from the whole platform. He got like 14 of those, you know, so-called community standards uh, violations just at once, probably from old posts, new posts, a mixture of the two. And what it seems like to me is that people that are conservative have anything that goes against the typical liberal dogma. Anybody like that, you're pretty much in jeopardy of having your whole Internet presence be removed all at once for no reason at all other than being conservative. Yeah, when he received those uh, notifications, they wouldn't even allow him to view what the violation was. I mean, that, and, and when, he, when you go to it, you just hover your mouse over it and it says view community standards for more information. I mean, really, how vague is that? And, and then on top of that, 14 in one day, one sitting, you know what it is? That's right. And, and he even, he even, he talked about it in his video as much as I watched of it. The, what's happening is you have the communist news network, our criminal news network, and then you have MSDNC and the rest of the socialist mainstream media. They're upset because conservative outlets like InfoWars, uh, OAN, Breitbart, they're just, they're, they're, they're reaching people to where you don't have like, uh, CNN reaching people. And as much as, as much as, uh, Facebook is working with CNN, you still have people like Alex Jones reaching more people. And, and, and David J. Harris, you included. 
And they have to try to stop it because, you know, the 2020 election is coming up. They see us as a threat, saying that we're the ones doing election mailing. But we're Americans. That's right. That's right. You know, the the election meddling is happening on the left. They know you have an election coming up. That's just going on right now. So I think the best way for them to have any kind of way of being able to win, to have the most success, is to just shut us down or to just silence us, to lower our reach. Because before they gave them those 14 uh, strikes, warnings, whatever you want to call it, violations, they also reduced his overall reach. He was getting much more people before the reach reduction. Now, I guess the next step would be to totally just kill off the page altogether so he has no more online presence. That's what they try to do. They know that in 2020, they may have to do that. If they don't, then they lose. But shouldn't that be illegal? I mean, like you said, that's election meddling. What they accuse Donald Trump of doing is what they are actually doing in real time. And they're not even really being quiet about it. It's pretty obvious what's happening. Uh, you're definitely right about that. I mean, nobody but the left uh, is uh, refusing to acknowledge what's happening. Uh, according to Gateway Pundit, they did a massive study a couple years ago now that said all of, they're down 96 percent. Trump is down 45 percent. I'm sure that's just a happy coincidence. Meanwhile, outlets like CNN are getting more reach, more reach than they have ever got before on Facebook. And it just seems very conspicuous. What would you say is the best strategy for conservatives to fight back against this? Do we just have to all storm Ted Cruz's office and tell him to actually do something about it? What, what's the what's the best plan of action? Uh, that's a very good question. I'm not sure if there's an answer that would be appropriate. I think the best thing that we could do is just to utilize any platform we have and get the message out there. Just don't let it die. Don't just say, oh, it's not really a big problem. It didn't happen to me, so what's the big deal? Everybody that has a voice, everyone that has a platform, say it wherever you can. Go out there on foot, be online, be on the radio waves, wherever you can. Just get it out there to people. And if anybody's able to talk to Trump directly or anybody in the administration, tell them what's happening. I think Trump is aware of what's happening. You had a social media summit a few months ago where this very thing was addressed. I'm not quite sure what they're doing in the administration to combat this, but hopefully something is done. On one hand, you want to have free and open business and whatnot. I get it. But at the same time, when you have dominance over the forms of communication that we all rely upon as Americans and there's really people all around the world, you got to have some kind of regulation on it to where you can't discriminate against people because of their political points of view. Let's have all the points of view heard because it could go to the next thing where they say certain candidates aren't allowed to get their point across. And now where do we really live? They've already started doing that. Some candidates that what they've already banned They're, they are they limit their reach. To, to certain people, to certain demographics. They don't, and, and on top of that, with, uh, with the, the 2020 election coming up, you know, I mean, like you said, they have no choice but to ban conservatives. And the more and the closer we get to 2020, they see us as a threat. Yeah. And, and you know what? And on top of that, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, they are the public square. They are the virtual public square. Now, like, you know, okay, they're, they're a private business. And, you know, you can't tell a private business what they can and what they can't do on their platform. But these businesses, like you just said, they are a means of communication. People communicate constantly through them. So if I buy a cell phone and I'm talking to you about how I like President Trump and I support President Trump, 
Do they get to cut off my time limit? How long I talk to you about it? I mean, seriously, because that's what's happening here. Right. I mean, that's that's a very good point. You have some of these apps that come pre-installed on your phone. A lot of uh, Google services, maybe even some of social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, et cetera. If they're going to have such dominant, such a big uh, part to play in your everyday life, you got to be responsible with that uh, reach, with that infiltration into everyone's lives. That not only includes privacy, which is a very big thing Facebook got in trouble for, but also allowing us to have free and open information. If I want to know about a certain candidate, I should be able to have that right to know about them. The reach shouldn't be cut or they shouldn't be totally removed from the platform. If I want to be able to find someone I like or a company I like that has good news, I should be able to do that. It shouldn't just be predicated upon certain people in the organization's uh, personal political views. Right. It should be at your discretion. That's right. I, I I think that hopefully Congress and the Trump administration, like you said, they obviously know about this. Hopefully they can find a way to fight it effectively before everybody's just gone. So I just want to say thanks again for sticking around for this last segment and thanks for coming on the show. Can you tell folks where they can find you, at least for now? Oh, yeah, for now. That's the right. <laughs> I think the best place because it's my website and they can't take that yet. Knock on wood. But go to my website, anthonybloggan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N dot com. All my social media is on there for now. And the email address, email address, all that is right there on the website. Awesome. Hey, I want to thank you for coming on with us. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And and I love the fact that you're still doing it. And we, when we got to, I mean, I'm, you know, 2020 is coming and I, I keep thinking, when are they going to chop me? When are they going to do it? You know, I mean, we've all experienced some censorship and we're probably going to spend experience more of it come 2020. ABL, thank you for so much, sir, for sticking around for another segment with us. All right. Okay. Everybody, thank when we come back, when we come back, we're going to show some more clips from Trump Jr. and this whole whistleblower. And how the whole thing's going on, how they're trying to take out President Trump in the coup. We're going to show you a video where President Trump is actually acknowledging the coup against him. All right, we'll be back after this. A lot of things have happened. Because, you know, I don't know if you saw, I just got off, I'm coming off the plane, and they hand me, look at this character. Okay, they just hand me this story. Coup has started, whistleblower's attorney said, in 2017. You know when that was? That was a long time ago. It's all a hoax. They say January 2017, a coup has started, and the impeachment will follow. Ultimately, it's all a, it's all a hoax. It's a scam. And you know who helps them? These people right back here, the media. And then it said, oops, the light's going to go off. The CNN light is going to go off. It said, from the lawyer, a sleazeball. It said, I predict at CNN will play a key role in at real Donald Trump not finishing out his first term. Can you believe this? This is all. And this was done a long time ago. Then he goes, 
As one falls, two more will take their place, referring to outgoing Trump administration employees, who, by the way, have been put through hell by the sleaze back there and by crooked politicians. You know what, Tom? I'm really excited that President Trump is acknowledging this coup that's against him. Because that's the, that's the number one thing. We need the man at the top to realize that they are doing this to him. And that's not, like I said earlier, it's not just him. It's the American people that they're doing this to. All of us. They're trying to invalidate our vote. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But this lawyer for this sleazebag, Eric Sierra Mella, Eric Sierra Mella, the band name that you cannot say on Fox News, the lawyer for this guy seems to be a real creep. I will say that this is not yet confirmed, Will, but people believe they've found the YouTube channel belonging to this lawyer. And he's obsessed with young prepubescent girls from about uh, nine years old to 15. If this is his YouTube account, this is exactly exactly the people who are against us. I mean, it's no big shock. Look at Jeffrey Epstein. Look at all of his friends. But if it's this lawyer's YouTube account and he's going around favoriting the videos of of little girls, I mean, these people are disgusting. It's a deep state coup sponsored by big pedophilia. (laughs) Big pedophilia. Big pedophilia means big money, big dollars, big government. You know, I, you know, you make you wonder how many of them are involved in that, but I digress. So we have another video here. This is with, uh, Trump Jr. And he, and he's talking about, you know, Hunter Biden. And cause they always trying to say like, Oh, Hunter Biden did no wrong. There was nothing there. And you know what? President Trump asking the Ukrainian president or Ukrainians period to look into criminal activity has nothing to do with the election. Nothing. No matter who it is, it's just criminal activity. So let's play this clip and we'll talk about it. You know, I've benefited from that as Hunter Biden has. The difference is we did that as a private company. When we got into international politics, the second my father took, you know, won the presidency, he said we will not do new foreign deals going forward. Hunter Biden utilized his father's vice presidency to magically end up on a board in Ukraine with a language he doesn't speak on a business he knows nothing about for 83,000 a month. If I did that, you guys would lose your mind. Well, Understandably. Can, can, can I right. push back on that but, a little but, bit? So yeah, we, had, we stopped. Can we I push in back a, a little bit? Because, because the D.C. hotel, your father's D.C. hotel, opened up yeah. just a couple of weeks after his election. I'm glad you asked. And, and you've actually made, I think, according to your father's financial report, he earned about $40.8 million, <laughs> just a minute, from his D.C. hotel in 2018. Um, the attorney general is going to hold a $30,000 holiday party at the D.C. hotel. A lobbying firm with ties to the Saudi government paid $270,000 to the hotel uh, between October 2016 and March. March 2017. But let me finish. These are the details that the media always neglects. Yes, we're in the hotel business. We have been for decades. That's not a secret. When we take money from a foreign entity in DC, most of it's foreign entities, right? But the government related foreign entities, when they come, we literally stroke a check back to the US Treasury. We spend more money on accountants 
investment we can make from this to make sure we're doing that right because we can't do that. My father gives back his entire salary mm -hmm. to the U.S. Treasury to be put towards causes, whether it was alcoholism, whether it was the Department of Interior. So we're literally not making money from any of those foreign governments. We're giving it back to the Treasury. And by the way, there's but you are an making money from the hotel based on the We're in the hotel business. Right, nothing to, like, we're giving back. I'm not and not that's not right. We didn't become a bill. We always ring the bill. Okay, ring the bill. Shut him up. Shut him up. Oh no, he's making valid points. And now we have the audience starting to clap for him. Did you notice that, Tom? Now they're starting to clap for him because they're like, okay, I see what he's saying. He's making complete sense. <laughs> and this is the Views audience where they, you know, not very bright people on a general day. Maybe today some Trump supporters got in, but they literally put up a big sign that says, applaud, applaud, yes. applaud. <laughs> but, you know, one key fact that these uh, low IQ dimwits on the View don't seem to understand is that this hotel, the, it, uh, before that thing was the Trump International, you couldn't walk inside, Will. You would fall through the floor. All the boards were rotten. Now yep. it's beautiful. I've been there four or five times. It's a gorgeous hotel. Was not like that, but that didn't happen overnight. They were restoring this thing for the period of like two years before it was ever finished in 2017. So it's a right. massive joke to think that this is, oh, because he bought this hotel the second he was elected president and now he's making all this money. And second of all, $40 million, Well, I mean this is a guy worth like $12 billion. I really don't think $40 million, that's a drop in the bucket to the Trump family. Exactly. But then they don't want to talk about how Nancy Pelosi's what, $200 million richer? I mean, really? Right. We, we should see, be able to see her taxes. I mean, how does a sitting politician become a multi-millionaire from just working as a public servant? I mean, it's like, really, really, really. But anyways, Joy Behar, you know, she's getting, she's getting upset. So is Whoopi, uh, uh, I guess, uh, fake fool's gold bird is upset <laughs> because they are starting to clap for Trump Jr. And I'm like, cause I started to know something. Wow, they're clapping for him. It's like, okay, people are like waking up and maybe it is some Trump supporters got in and sitting in the audience and said, okay, now we're going to clap because yes, yes, because we want everyone to know. So we have another clip where she gets upset. So I'm like, this is not a mega rally. So let's play that clip. When we talk about transparency, the president of the United States released the transcript of exactly what happened in that phone call. Yeah. The whistleblower is giving well, his opinion or her opinion right. of what transpired. I'd like to talk about that. You hear what actually. I'm saying? Yeah. I'd like so to talk about that. That's out there to say. He's not trying to hide right. anything. I'd, I'd, and thank God he transcribed I'd, I'd like to talk about that. Actually, let's, let's let me ask you, did you, do you regret transcreating that? Why does he, you know, I, I don't think I should have to forego my First Amendment right. I didn't want to create hysteria, but if I'm reading an article, be like, oh, the name's out there. I didn't even realize that this thing's some sort of big sort of secret. You don't regret doing that. I don't regret doing it. No, I don't think I should have to forego my First Amendment rights. It's out there. I read it in an article. I've been reading it for a week. I saw it on the Drudge Report. Like, this is not some secret, but to then say, because it's Donald Trump Jr., because he's an outspoken guy, why was there no outrage when Drudge Report, which is a major website, probably the largest aggregator of media news in America, he puts it out there a few days ago, and no, crickets. No no problem with that. Because on, guys, probably not a lot of people knew that it was out there, but once you put it out... On Drudge, see, well, but here's millions a, of people see yes, but I'm saying to you, listen, man, I don't know how many people yeah. here uh, read the Drudge Report. I don't know. But I'm saying um, all those a lot more people know your name 
then know the judge report. You're assuming. I know it's a fair point. Let's move on. I want to talk about the memo of the call, because I don't believe it's a transcript. In the memo of the call that was released from the White House between your father and the Ukraine president. You know what, Tom? The thing that really stuck out to me is like what Alex Jones was saying earlier. And he's saying, look, just because you don't like it, my First Amendment is not going away. Just because you don't like what I'm saying, my First Amendment is not going away. I get to use my First Amendment. Alex Jones, he gets to use his First Amendment. Now, it's one thing if, if you know, if we go, if I go hack the DNC personally, and there's actual proof that I hacked the DNC and say, oh, okay, here it is right here. I got all the goods. That's not happening here. All this information is out in the web. It's public to everyone. It's on Drudge Report who the whistleblower is. And they're like, oh, you right. can't say it. <laughs> well, I think what we've learned today, Will, is that uh, The View controls Fox News. I just want to reiterate this. You're not allowed to say the name Eric Sierra Mella on Fox News. But you can <laughs> say it right here on Band.Video. Eric Sierra Mella. One more time. Eric Ciamella. Eric Ciamella. <laughs> Eric Ciamella. Where you at? Where you at? Baby's hanging out with Waldo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Another episode of Firepower News. God willing, we will be here tomorrow. Special broadcast tomorrow. You have to tune in. You have to tune in. Band that video. Band that video. Firepowernews.com. Will Johnson, Tom Pepper. It's been an honor and pleasure. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. See you tomorrow. God willing.